Welcome to Healing Body, Mind, and Soul, empowering self-care, self-healing, and self-mastery for a better world. Here's your host, Ariel Asher. Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for dropping in. You've reached Healing Body, Mind, and Soul. I'm your host, Ariel Asher. And today I have the good fortune to interview Cheryl Engelhart. I'm super excited about this interview because um, Cheryl's story um, just really touched my heart. And I knew that our listeners were going to want to lean in to her story of self-healing, transformation, and my favorite musical journey. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and um, over to you, Cheryl. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm so glad to be here. Um, I, you're, you're just, you've just got this great energy and I'm so, so lucky to be in the presence of it, uh, albeit virtually. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I am first and foremost a musician, a composer, and I uh, been playing the piano since I was two, was in all the acapella groups in college and all, all that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, in the background, I was going to be a science, a scientist and, um, studying biology and marine biology. And, um, after six months, I'm doing some water quality research for the government. <laughs> that was my first job out of college. So exciting. <laughs> I got an opportunity to, yeah, I got an opportunity to write, um, some music for a friend's uh, company, they were creating a website for a hotel in Rome and invited me to come along and create some videos and music for their, the promotion of that. So I said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And I really got, I was like, oh, this is, this is what music, where music can take me. Science took me underwater, which I, I like, but music was really, uh, that, that was sort of an eye opening experience for me and had me go back to, to the United States and decide to start doing a, you know, getting a job as a, composer, assistant, um, in an ad agency, and then, uh, a tech at a different sort of music house. Um, I started recording my own songs, put a band together, started touring, released for piano chick pop records. And- oh man, I wish you would have <laughs> called me. I would have been there on the backups, babe. I'm all in. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I love it. Yeah. So I toured for years all over Europe and the United States and, um, you know, turned, turned 30 and started having a lot of anxiety around, you know, I was dating this in this long-term long distance relationship with a mountain guide that was, you know, very up and down, um, lots of traveling to, to sort of be together. Uh, I also had this goal, Grammy by 30, win a Grammy by 30, like my bank account, um, passwords were Grammy by 30. Like it was a lot of like super pressure. Programming. Yeah. You were programming myself. And then I turned 30 and like, it didn't happen. So like all this like failure anxiety started happening, um, started to get like monthly panic attacks and, uh, they were very closely related to, you know, issues I was having in my relationship to the guy I ended up marrying. (laughs) Um, a lot of, (laughs) isn't it funny how that works out? Yeah. I think what I, I didn't know at the time, but I ultimately figured out was that being with this guy was an opportunity for a lot of growth for me. Um, so that now, now 10 years later, I'm about to turn 40. Uh, that is, that is something that I'm able to now honor versus resent. (laughs) But, uh, so fast forward, I, you know, now I'm, I do a lot of work for films and commercials. Um, I, 
uh, I work with social justice choirs writing pieces for their programs. And I'm writing a Broadway musical. And wow. my fifth album is now a departure into the new age category. It's a piano ambient record specifically for mindfulness and focus. So oh. that's sort of where we're at right now. Oh my gosh. It's so awesome. It's like, that is a reality that somewhere I would have wanted. We're like soul twins. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I really, really appreciate everything that you're doing. Can you tell me, so, so you jumped around a little between art and science, right? Is, um, is that what I'm hearing? I, in the beginnings, um, I, I was a double major at college music and biology. And the first job out of college was the government scuba diving <laughs> research job. From then on, uh, once I got that job in Italy composing, it became more really clear that that music was the the path. Um, while I was developing my own freelance um, musician path, I dabbled in personal training and you know other things. But I really, I really haven't gone back to the the mu- the the science. Although I do say I, I still use the research element. I am I get very dorky with data and numbers, especially when it comes to marketing music and and looking into advertising and also how to just balance all of the many hats I'm wearing. You know, people say, How did you how are you using your your degree? And and I'm you're like, you know, sometimes people would say, You're not using your degree. And I'm like, I totally am, because my degree was all about learning what not to do and prioritizing the work I had to do versus what could I get away with not doing, which is, uh, I think, just a val- just as valuable a skill as knowing how to do the work you do have. So I, f- I find I find that I, I weave it in a little bit, but no, I'm not actually like doing research on on microbes and muscles and other things. Oh, anymore. that's okay. You know, <laughs> a girl has to take a day off once in a while. <laughs> um, Cheryl, I listened to um, a sneak peek of your um, your album. Um, what is it called? Luminary, right? Yeah. I want to make sure that I don't that I don't um, misspeak here. And it's just beautiful. Can you talk about your concept of that whole um, album and how you have? Um, I am in love with it, and I want to share it with my listeners. Thank you. Um, yeah. So about two and a half years ago, I was really getting sick of these monthly panic attacks. For me, panic attacks look like food poisoning. Like it's very physical. It's a big release. Um, it takes me a couple of days to um, recover. So it really take me out of my game, whatever that is. And I finally decided enough is enough. And I started doing some research, research. And uh, I started with a daily gratitude practice, just writing three things down a day and then writing my favorite moment in the past 24 hours. And I, and I knew that this was good for me because it would train my brain to start looking for the good in every day rather than my normal default way of being, which was I can, I can walk into a room and I can see everything that is wrong. And if something is not broken, I will probably break something just so I have something to fix. So instead of looking for what people can relate to that. So I just want that to sink in, Mm -hmm. right? Some of us, and it is a superpower, but we need to figure out how to reframe it. Right, Cheryl? Oh yeah. And it def- definitely, I learned early on does not work in a marriage. You know, when I'm like, oh, you could fix this, this, and this about you. Like, that's not interesting. Like that's not fun to be around. Um, so it's, it's literally like a, a brain training thing of looking for the good rather than looking for what's wrong and, and trying to create that. Um, and I find myself, you know, used to be creating drama so that there would be something to fix a project, um, a feeling of worthiness. So, uh, 
so now, you know, I'll, I'll go throughout the day and I'm like, oh, maybe this is the moment I'm going to write down tomorrow morning. Or like I'm cuddling with my dog. I'm like, oh, this might be the best moment today, you know? And I'm looking for those moments. So I started that about three years ago, writing that every day and just reading more about the science behind why that gratitude was important led me to looking at starting my day with five minutes of yoga and, and also trying out five minutes of meditation. Um, and I just yesterday, I think was day 601 of meditating every single day. I'd like Not to give skipping. you a virtual yeah. high five. You know, that is, it takes a lot of dedication um, to do that. And, you know, you know, but you don't, you don't automatically um, get in that state, right? It takes practice. So, you know, you get yeah. better at it. It's, it's your 10,000 hours of mastery, right? <laughs> exactly. And I, I definitely, I just hit 11,000 hours of, of meditating because some days I'll meditate five day, five minutes, other days it will be a full hour, but I started just with an app. Um, I tried a bunch of different apps. I ended up landing with simple habit, mostly because they had a counter, like every 10 or 50 days, they'd be like, you get a little badge of you. You made it every single day for 50 days. And I'm competitive with myself. So that really worked for me to like, keep it going. And then once you hit hundred days, you're like, well, I'm not going to stop now. Like that. So you, <laughs> you just make it, make it work. So that, and I, you know, I started learning how to do it a little bit better because I'm, I'm not someone that can sit still easily. So I would listen to their guided meditations. And then I started listening to just the sort of theta waves and things like that. And I started looking for, for ways to, um, to, to have music to listen to. And a lot of the music would just be sort of like drone, like mm, very boring. Like uh, it would allow me to go into my my grocery lists and my to-do lists and it, it wouldn't keep me present or it'd make me want to like fall asleep, which is good if you're looking to fall asleep, but I'd never wanted to do that because it felt like I was trying to numb whatever anxiety I was feeling rather than be present and, and face it and, and look at it. Um, I did a really great meditation weekend last year with Kyle Cease. He's a sort of comedian transformational teacher. And he really said something that stuck with me, which is what if you could be the person that sees you rather than burdening everyone in your life to see me, see me, I need you to be this way with me. And I, I started doing that in my meditation, sort of looking at, okay, I'm feeling this way and I love that. And I'm feeling sad and anxious and I love that. I see, I see the things rather than resisting the things I didn't want, just seeing them, loving on them and letting, you know, saying to myself, I'm worried about this and then listening for the response from my heart. And so that's what I now do in meditation. And I was looking for, um, Oh, and two months into starting the daily meditation, I had my last panic attack. So as a scientist, I haven't changed anything else. There are no other, uh, you know, the causation correlation thing. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. It just makes sense. And it's, it's 10 minutes. I'm like, why not? <laughs> so it was really amazing to see that that was a tool um, that could help me self self soothe and in trying to enhance my practice, looking for this music, I really couldn't find anything. I, I found very like happy music, but that wasn't feeling right either because I was, maybe I was feeling anxious and that was feeling like I was forcing an emotion that wasn't quite there yet. So I decided um, I got into this composer residence or artist residency in Greece last summer and it was painters and it happened to be all females except for one and they're about 15. Are you a healing practitioner, teacher, trainer, or coach with a huge message of self-empowerment, healing, or transformation that you want to share out to the world? Then we invite you to join our amazing self-care book project. Visit somasoundtherapy.com. It's time to show up, speak up, and stand out. We are looking for co-authors to join our book opportunity entitled Empowered Self-Care, Healing Body, Mind, and Soul for a Better World. For all the info, just visit us at somasoundtherapy.com. Are you ready to be heard?
15 of us sculptors and choreographers. And I was um, a musician there. And I had this sort of, it was a little abandoned mountain town that had a couple buildings had been been redone. And there was this um, villa that had a room surrounded by this old ruins of stone with a grand piano in it. And it was just the most beautiful sound. And, and I didn't know what I was going to create. Um, I had in the back of my mind, oh, it'd be cool to create a piano record, but I didn't bring my great microphones or anything like that. But I sat down and played this thing and I was like, yep, okay, cool. We're going to be doing a piano record in the next two weeks. Like, let's go. Because it was just an extraordinary <laughs> sound uh, that I couldn't have you recreated have to, anywhere. You have this beautiful setting, right? You walk into this beautiful thing with a grand piano right there, girlfriend. That is the universe calling you into action. Yeah, for sure. So I decided I wanted to create 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was so beautiful. And um, I wanted to create 60 minutes like a enough to do a yoga class to enough for a long meditation. But I wanted to break it down into 10 six minute tracks where each different track had a theme. So I was thinking about what do I what am I often trying to release or what am I trying to attract? Um, I took some polls of the you know musicians I work with and, and I asked them this question. A lot of people were trying to release anxiety, attract abundance, attract love, attract excitement, release negativity um, or lack of worthiness. So I had a theme for each piece and I start each piece in a Sometimes it sounds like a little darker, like maybe it's sad, but the idea is that the music emotionally takes you to a new place of either happiness, calm, um, hope by the end of each piece. So there are little mini, mini journeys that sort of meet you where you're at emotionally. You can latch onto and then let the music take you to a new place. Um, and I, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. Uh, it was, I did a lot of stuff with, um, I would like pluck the piano string. It was just piano and a little bit of my voice, um, like humming and no, no lyrics and then a bell. And I would alter the, the, you know, I would pluck piano strings and reverse the audio. It sounds like there's a cello in there or like an electronic thing. And, but it's really the idea of you are the source of your own happiness. And the source of this music is also very organic and raw, even though it's, you know, it's something bigger on the outside. If you're just listening, you know, not knowing that it's just piano and my voice, um, so I like, that's why I love the word luminary. Uh, it means the source of lights. It also has some celestial meanings like, uh, you know, light from specifically moons and suns. Um, so I, I sort of gravitated to. And to also being a luminary, a luminary is an avatar. I mean, and I think that you're stepping mm-hmm. into that, right? You're, um, you're teaching through your music and healing through your music. It's an important step. Yeah, it was, it actually was my word of the year last year. I pick a word of the year every year. And uh, it, another, the third meaning of luminary is um, someone who is a, a bright light or an inspiration in her field. And so that felt very literal to me. And I liked that as well. So um, yeah, so that's how the record came, came about. I, I sort of mixed it and produced it, um, massaged all the audio and I never mix my own records, meaning like get them ready for the radio. And I have, I always hire someone else, but it seemed to be part of the composition process for me. So um, I did that and now it's, uh, I don't know when this podcast is going to be airing, but it's probably out, the record's out, but uh, I did a whole pre-order where people could purchase it on iTunes and Amazon ahead of time. And it started hitting charts before it was even released, um, which is really, really crazy. Um, Some really big meditation apps, Simple Habit and Insight Timer picked it up and I recorded some positive I am statements in, in those themes for each piece, attracting abundance or love or whatever. So those are, those are available on some of these apps, which has really been just a cool space to be in coming from the pop world and the commercial film, you know, very, very commercial world to be in this space where 
it, it's not about me. It's not about my breakup stories or whatever else pop singers, you know, whatever <laughs> we sing about. It yeah. was, it was really, it's been really interesting. And it's a really cool space. And um, naming the songs was interesting for me too. Cause I'm so used to having to pull from, you know, it's easy to name a pop song that where the chorus is, um, I'm, I'm going to love you like tomorrow or whatever. And then you, you like, you can easily choose the name. So it was fun to sort of find, I, I did a lot of like dorky research into words that mean things that have some, I did a lot of Greek God mythology research just because I wrote it in Greece. And there is a lot of uh, celestial connection to those myths. Um, so I've got, you know, nods to Greece, nods to celestial things, some words like ataraxy is the na- name of one of the tracks, which <laughs> I saw that on your, um, on your, I, I love Facebook, what you're yeah. doing with your Instagram feed. It's so clever. And I, I swear you and me have some similar traits. Uh, we are dorky in the same way. So dorky. So, oh my God. So our listeners, <laughs> um, don't be judgmental. We're attracting, we're attracting all the smart, um, dorky, um, spiritual women. Um, I used to I call, I used to have a group of friends that we called each other spiritual dorks. Um, I love it. And we embodied all, uh, all of this. So, you know, you're right in alignment, Cheryl. <laughs> I love everything that you're preaching here. Um, so, you know, how can our, how can our listeners get a piece of that? Um, where is it available? And um, can you give us a little bit of information? Um, yeah. Uh, everything you could want to know, any links to iTunes, Amazon, it's, it's on all the places you could find uh, music, including Spotify. But if you want to just get those links directly and not have to go searching, just go to Iamilluminary.com and that will have all the places you can order it. I am, I'm trying to be this little independent artist and kick some big, big artists off of the billboard charts. And that is all about the ordering. And, um, it's been, a, it's been an interesting game to play with my fans to sort of tell them, this is how the music industry works. It really favors record labels, artists, and people that are, um, really, really supported out there. And, and I was like, I think it's possible to be supported as an indie artist and to do this on your own um, and get music that is actually helping people focus and helping people um, stay calm. Like I've gotten a lot of feedback that people listen to it while driving because unlike most meditation music, it doesn't put you to sleep. It it creates a, a focus. And so people are calmer while they're driving and not having their road rage, but they're also not falling asleep. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's, doing something positive. And, uh, you know, when it hits these charts in the music industry, it just, that just snowballs into more press and more, all the things that I used to really, really care about as a pop artist. And now I'm like, no, I just need to get it out there so that more people can have calmer, positive lives and, and trust themselves. And it's, it's really interesting. So, and with the shift yeah. in attitude, I'm sure that um, your success is actually going to be even more. It sounds like you were pretty successful as a, as a musician um, before, but I think that um, when people put spirit first and really wanting to give their gift to the world, spirit opens up different doors and it sounds this story is so is so fun because it sounds like you keep getting offered these great opportunities and then you're like, oh my gosh, here's my here's my thing and you go for it. And and it sounds like, you, you know, so I love that part of you that is that is focusing and paying attention because sometimes people um, have the opportunities open in front of them that they're desiring or, and they reject them because like you said earlier, they're focusing on what's not working or their, their brains are, their brains are entrained to a different wavelength. Right. And, and, you know, so, um, you know, I just really love what you're doing and I love your own healing journey. Can you, Mm -hmm. can you just touch base one more time about, um, 
about your panic attacks and and um and how and how it tied into your music yeah i think that um you know knowing that panic attacks for me ultimately came down to unpredictability and not knowing what was coming next so when you are married to a climber a mountain climber um who travels a lot. And, you know, when you're home, there's a lot of pressure to have it be perfect. You know, there's a lot of drama that can come from that. And realizing that that was just me not knowing how we were going to be. And and same thing with generating my own income as a musician. It's like, you never know where you're going to be in six months and what's where the paychecks are going to come from. So just starting to like be okay with that, my anxiety and the panic attacks were really taking me out of the game to keep me safe. And when I realized that I was able to have a lot of compassion for those voices. And instead of resisting them, I could actually and it sounds a little crazy, but I talk to it when I feel anxiety starting to come, I can be like, you know what? I have this under control. Thank you so much for making sure that I do. I don't need you right now. Like take a lovely vacation. And I tell, I literally tell my anxiety to go on a vacation and I got this and I'm, yes, I'm taking risks, but it's going to be so fun. The rewards are going to be great. I'm safe. My husband is safe. He's like, you know, one of the best in the nation. That's why he does what he does. And, and I sort of convince the anxiety that i that I am safe. Cause I, I realized that that was at the core and those self-soothing conversations have been, you know, I have a whole list of things I, I used to do when I started to feel anxiety coming on, but now that's the first one. And I usually don't even need to get to step two, which is chamomile tea. And then there's lavender stuff. And then there's a bath and then there's calling a certain person. Like I have a whole list, right? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I rarely get to that now because I know that I can have that conversation. And honestly, step two is now sitting down and meditating and breathing because that has the takes away what's going on physically for me, which is that fight, flight, or, or freeze um, in the amygdala, which is where anxiety is, is coming from, if you want to get sciencey about it, right? So sitting and breathing and meditating. And and now that my, my own music is on the app I use for meditation, it's really remarkable to be able to go in, find my own music. And that just right there just reminds me of like, okay, look, I'm doing something and I'm able to listen to my own music to soothe myself. And guess what? There's a couple thousand other people listening to this track right now. And that gives me a lot of, uh, a lot of peace just in that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I love what you say. So, um, everybody right now, I want you to visualize, visualize a big feather and go ahead and tickle your amygdala. Cause we need that to <laughs> tickle your amygdala. <laughs> oh, doesn't that feel good? It's so relaxing. So I really want to thank you, Cheryl, for um, spending some time with us today. If you were to leave us with one hot tip, I mean, obviously, besides listening to your music and going to the app. Obviously. And obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, and all of those links are going to be um, in the um, show notes um, below. But what one tip would you give our listeners if they um, have anxiety and need tools to self-soothe? I, I would say that the, the key phrases in the question there, it's self-soothe. It is on you to, to sort of sit and, and listen to yourself instead of resist yourself because it's part of you, right? It's, it's a voice. It's, it, for some people, it shows up as a voice. For other people, it shows up as a sensation in their body. And um, I've experienced both. And to be able to sit with it for a second and then really the, the breathing is so important. I always think, oh, breathing is so meditation, so boring. It's, it's really important like for your body. And I think um, starting to have those conversations, sitting and, and saying, I feel 
anxious and then like loving it. Like I love it. It's doing something for me in the background. It's keeping me safe. It's keeping me small. It's doing things that we don't want it to do, but it's, it's doing it for a reason and just yeah, love well, it. And the, they're in place by yeah. your ego, right? I call it the negative sock puppet. And I talk to, you, you know, I, um, I instruct my um, clients to talk to it, but no matter what you do, I, you have to embrace and direct it. Cause it's like a little child it's put there to protect you, but it's, but it doesn't have the same reasoning skills as our adult mind and functioning. Right. It's, yeah. it's, um, and I love that you love it, you know, <laughs> love it. Oh, yeah. you little irritating boys. Oh, yeah. you- <laughs> and I don't, sometimes I don't, I don't really love it. Like I I'm feeling angry right now and I love that, but there's something about saying it to yourself, whether or not like, yeah, I don't love being angry, but I say it. And it's almost like then the anger gets to be seen in, in, in that way, I get to be seen. And I think that is like a, a very, very basic fundamental human need to be seen. And we often put that burden on other people when we have the power to give it to ourselves. And then when you're not asking other people to see you, there's so much room for other things to show up like love and, and fun and partnership and, and there's space, right? When, when you take out that need to be seen by them in a specific way, because it's usually, we want people to show up a specific way. And it's so funny that people do what they do. <laughs> and most of the time, it's not what we want them to do. So when you take that stress out, a lot of new, new positive things can show up. Awesome. So Cheryl, can you please give our audience um, some contact information for you if they'd like to reach out? I am a big fan of, um, of Instagram right now and like DMS and messaging and following people and seeing what they're up to. So I'm uh, CBE music. Um, and if you want a daily affirmation, the, I am a luminary is, is my account specifically for luminary, but it's just every single morning, a, a, a new affirmation, but that that's my favorite place to sort of hang out and, and people can, you can send links and it's easier to, um, to manage for me. So I would, I'm, I love, you know, being on that platform. And anytime I get a message, I, I pretty much respond back within a day. So um, that would be, that'd be great. Thank you so much. Well, it has been an honor and a privilege. I love what Cheryl is doing, not only with her meditation practice, but with her music and following spirit first um, and putting um, and putting her um, guidance first in it's really the way to go. I want to thank everybody for dropping in and until next time, happy healing.
Thanks for joining us for the Healing Body, Mind, and Soul podcast with your host, Ariel Asher. Today's program has been brought to you by Soma Sound Therapy and the Healing Body, Mind, and Soul Network.